Oh boy, another another song that doesn't have any words for Fourier. Look out! It has words. It's just a matter of when. That is true. Uh, you know what I think I'm going to have to do? Oh boy, what? I'm going to create a playlist for you. If you insist. I, I am. Do you have? Why are you looking at me like that's such a problem? Like you have a problem with that? No, I'm just trying to get to Andy Hart. Who He's now, right there. Because Andy Hart will be telling you to put Fogelberg in there. We went through that during the holiday. Dan Fogelberg is like oh. his favorite Christmas song. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's not Christmas anymore. So, Conversation with Andy Hart presented by McFarland Energy, where they provide the most dependable home heating oil delivery and HVAC service, including Lennox Heating and Cooling Systems. Learn more at McFarlandEnergy.com. Hello. There he is. Andy Hart of WEI.com. He's also with us on Twitch as well. Hart, how are you? So day two is the answer to when you two started fighting. You're bickering over We haven't uh, even rejoiners. scratched the surface yet. <laughs> <laughs> we, even, we haven't even touched it yet. <laughs> Both of us are being real polite. Uh, no, yeah, do your playlist. What? It just, you know, you're mocking everything. Every idea that I have, Andy, he's mocking. What? I didn't do this with Keith. You know, <laughs> yeah, blah, oh. I, I don't know how many times I've heard that. Keith never did this to me. That's what I've heard like 10 times. Oh. Oh, well, he world. knew he knew what he knew what ATS was. Yeah. I know what ATS is. Yeah, I have to stole it from somebody. <laughs> then again, every time Andy Hart uh, would make a correct pick in a parlay where the other three missed, he would say, "I hit my parlay." Yeah, so very my selfish. Parlay. We're yep. getting we're uh, we'll uh, we'll get everybody educated on the gambling. Andy Hart, what do you make of Bill Belichick and crew not speaking today? Uh, I think it's the right move, first of all. Uh, I think it's the respectful move, and I think it points toward the still uncertain uh, nature of the Patriots-Bills game, the weekend, and, and everything that's going on. You don't want to, in my opinion, you don't want to go hold your Wednesday press conference where, yes, you're going to reflect on Hamlin's situation and the Bills, but then what happens when people start asking football questions? Are you being disrespectful if you start talking about matchups and how to stop Josh Allen I just think it's a weird world of uncertainty right now and I think it's very much understandable like I even thought you know the the Mike Tomlin clip that made the rounds yesterday where he was talking about his relationship with Hamlin you know being a pit guy they share a facility all of that and then maybe the second question he said okay does anybody have any questions about this week's matchup if you do that in your Bill Belichick and the matchup is the Bills I think it's just feels dirty distasteful so i absolutely think it's the right thing to do to just sort of hold off and see wait until you know what the landscape is moving forward before you start to talk and before you get because we we saw with skip bayless i personally don't believe what skip bayless said was overly disrespectful the timing may have been poor but you know we're in a world where they're going to pounce on you if if people in the public perceive that you were disrespectful or did something you shouldn't so when it comes to the buffalo bills and those players like what do you think needs to happen for them to, I guess I guess to be re-engaged with this game that is important right it's not nothing's yep. been decided yet it's still a big game yeah I I think the key here is information and I think the key here is some status <clears throat> updates now we've gotten some information in the last 12 to 15 hours from his family from his uncle that things are trending in a positive direction you know ESPN reports that his oxygen levels are better and Things are in certain numbers. They didn't, they weren't specific, but certain readings were what the doctors wanted to see as we get into the second 24 hours post 
um, post-catastrophe here or, or dramatic incident. So I think if you're a Bills player, fan, co- you, you want to know how your teammate's doing. And, and best-case scenario, you get word that he's conscious. He's you know talking to people, like things of that nature. Some certainty to know what you're dealing with and that maybe you're out of the worst fears area. Not that you'd be home free and everything's back to normal or anything like that, but I just think some positive information coming out of Cincinnati, coming out of the reports of how DeMar Hamlin's health is, I think that would help the players at least try to compartmentalize. Now, I'm I'm a believer that they're not everybody you're not going to get unanimity across a team, 50 plus players. Some are not going to want to play Sunday, regardless of what happens. Even if he's healthy and walking around come Friday or Saturday. Like, I just think, so Sean McDermott and the Bills are going to have to piece it together. But the more positive information they can get, I think, would inv- advance the process. Uh, as you look at the Bills, are you worried about them in terms of mentality, being ready to play this game? You mentioned there will be dudes in that locker room who will be like, hey, saddle up and ride. I need to play. Fourier and I yesterday, Hart, were talking about imagine being two or three catches away from a bonus, and now you might only play 16 games versus 17 during the regular season, and guys are going to, you know, be in business for themselves as where, but, or as well, excuse me. But if you're the Bills, how do you kind of wrap your head around the job you need to do on Sunday? And if you're Sean McDermott, do you have to be worried your team is not going to be ready to do so? Absolutely. And not just your team, but as I said, individual players or groupings or friends or however the, the, the roster is broken down. I, I, I continue to say the lasting image for, for me of this incident is Josh Allen's face. Josh Allen's face, I thought, told the story the other night like he had seen a ghost. I, I thought as soon as I saw his face, that guy can't play a football game tonight. That guy can't continue. When do you wipe away those feelings for Josh Allen and others of what they saw in the football field? That's not going to be the same for everyone. So, you know, you have to be, you know, even the image of Stephon Diggs, when I guess they were still thinking they might play a football game trying to rally the team, you have to be really careful if you're Sean McDermott and you're these coaches and you're these leaders to not lose people. You know, you may be trying to motivate, you may be trying to persuade or say the right things, but I think if you say the wrong things, the damage will be doubled and could be irreparable. So, it's a really challenging situation because, as I said, it'd be one thing if you're a, a basketball team and you're trying to get five, eight, ten guys on the same page. This is 50-plus guys plus coaches and all of that and, and family members. I think that's another aspect of this that we don't necessarily consider. It's not just, in my mind, convincing a player you should be back on the field. This is your job. You know the risk. Whatever. That player has a wife children mother father that is seeing certain things and has certain fears that they need to convince their family members that this is the right thing to do or this is what they need to do so the layers to this and the uniqueness to this situation are just immeasurable at this point so we're talking to andy hard and andy usually on a wednesday you you got your first kind of like breakdown of what's going to happen and how things are going to play out have you even looked at the last game and how it could relate to this game and what advantage you may have and what you need to do different and what the Patriots, like what, what opportunities await them. Have you ever even begun to dug into that? No, because dig into it, that. Sorry. It, it just feels disrespectful. Like I continue to say that I, 
I haven't really been tweeting. Like I haven't, and I know a lot of people were tweeting prayers and things, and I don't know. Would how you like I to feel. pray right now? Uh, no, because I'm not really a prayer. I don't. I don't really do that. It's not part of my regular life. Do I have thoughts for Demar Hamlin and his family? Obviously, as a as a parent, as a as a brother, you have these thoughts. But I have been hesitant to just sort of go business as usual. Like we have a job to do. We have to talk sports. We have to break down. Oh, Josh Allen versus a banged up Patriots secondary. I just. It's not really the time for that. That time will come. It almost feels like both as media and even to some degree as players and teams, if they play 1 o'clock Sunday, it's almost like wing it. Just get out there and wing it. Whether you're the broadcaster, you're the analyst, whether you're the players, let's just do our fundamental stuff. We didn't game plan. Let's just go play if we actually have to play this game. And that's it is just it's different. It's not your traditional matchup. It's not, okay, Wednesday we talk about this and Bill monologues about how good Josh Allen is. We're we're not there yet, and this is. I mean, when you you know when these issues reach, this is national news. This isn't a football story. This is a world story. This is a human story, and and the more you learn about it, the more. I mean, Christian, for example, you have a son. Have you talked to your son about this? Like, there's well, football all the players. Well, forget about it. just all of them. But I mean, like, like I have a son who plays football. This is an issue for him, right? Right. Now. Like we were watching live, and he was shook up. I could tell. He's not a kid that's going to talk a lot, but he was shook up. And I was shook up watching as a parent because we we are accustomed to seeing certain things, and this was nothing like what we're accustomed to seeing on a football field. So, um, yeah, to just sort of transition and say, well, you know, Quandre Mosley doesn't match up well with Stephon Diggs, I don't know that we're at that point in the process. Well, so do you think that this – Do, you, do you, are you convinced that this game is going to happen on Sunday? I am not. I am not really? convinced this game will. No. Uh, do I think it probably will? Yes. But I also think this is a sign. The fact that the Patriots did cancel or postpone their media availability is an indication things are still sort of in the air. For example, when people were wondering if the Bengals and Bills were going to resume play, I didn't think there was a shot in hell. Why? Because the Bills got on a plane and went home. I thought that was your sign. <laughs> we're not playing this week. We're not getting back on a plane and then playing Wednesday or Thursday. Like I thought that was a clear indication they weren't playing that. And the fact that the Patriots didn't do media today, canceled at the last minute, to me is an indication that I don't think there is certainty that we're working toward a game. But the NFL has a lot of balls in the air. Like all these various, take away the bye week before the Super Bowl and you know different weekends of AFC, NFC playoffs if you bump things back and the Bengals. And there's just a lot of balls in the air. And I'm, I'm not 100% convinced this game will take place now. It feels like, Hart, that the NFL is hoping that the wins and losses go a certain way. So that way the NFL doesn't have to revisit the Bills-Cincinnati game. Do you think that's kind of the short-term plan here from the league that finds ways to screw things up pretty quickly? Yeah, and they do find ways to screw things up. I have been hesitant to be overly critical of them. Other than Troy Vincent's adamant, well, we never talked about a five-minute warm-up and return to play. I think that's BS. Don't be so definitive. I think people on the field were doing what they normally do and that was a five-minute warm-up to return to play. This was extenuating circumstances. You made the right decision, whatever. But, you know, just be just be human beings, Roger Goodell, Troy Vincent, everybody. But, yeah, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think the way it would work is if you if you look at it and say the Chiefs win, they take the number one seed, then the Bills don't even really have to play. They can be the two seed. They could forfeit the last game. And basically, Bills-Patriots would be the, a week later they'd still play it would just be the wild card matchup seven versus two 
and I think maybe that's the best case scenario. Can, if the, falls into can play. the NFL deal with that? A team getting into the playoffs on a forfeit. Um, in this situation, I think you have to. And and honestly, the Patriots mm. could have lost the game and still backed their way in. True. There was that scenario where the three it's, other still there. teams lose. Yeah. But if the Bills uh, also won two, they'd be the number one seed. Right. And but I I don't know that. Can you make it equitable and fair? Like, no. is that something we're just going to have to realize? Because you know, for you, you and I were talking yesterday about, well, you know, if you're Baltimore and Cincinnati now, that would have been for a division title. So now, what does it do to that matchup and this matchup? And right. maybe a part of the flaw is it just isn't going to be fair, and the NFL's got to do the best they can. Well, to to, to just to add to this, Andy, so. I mean, is it a we're all in this together type of thing? Like this whole like, you know, shrapnel effect where let's all kind of NFL community this up. You know, let's forget about our own selfish ambition and all realize that, well, you know what? Based on these new circumstances, we're all going to have to adjust. Yes, I, I do think that. It, and I mean, it's a little disingenuous. And I know this is just a visual, but, you know, how you have all the teams change their social media handles to a singular uh, graphic to support DeMar Hamlin. It's a little disingenuous to do that and then be fighting behind the scenes. Like, no, we're getting screwed. We, we should be fighting for this or we should be getting this buy or this home. Like, I think that's a little disingenuous. I think this is a legitimate, we're a fraternity. This isn't really ideal for anybody, but this is bigger than seeding and wins and see, losses. See, this would be amazing to me if this is what happens, Andy, because millionaires, billionaires, they're very particular about their money and their yep. bottom line and and even if you're a team that, you know, to like the players' incentives and coaches' incentives, and the, I feel like this would be really one of the most remarkable things ever to happen in professional sports ever in the and world. It, it'd be if nice. If they all agreed to this. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be, it'd be heartwarming. It would, it would bring a little um, peace or, or what a comfort to, yeah, people can put you know business second and lives first and humanity first and i'm not saying it's easy because the other the thing that complicates this is the chiefs are included because you know they're in the mix but bills bengals are two teams who have never won a super bowl and are competing vying for a super bowl competing vying for seeding to go to a super bowl to make the path like that alters not just your business but your narrative your franchise your history if you can get to and win a super bowl and that's what you might be asking someone to kind of take a back seat to, to make a decision that isn't in the best interest of your team competing for its first Super Bowl and the glory and the money and the history that comes with that. But also, we all saw something Monday night that was, that was different, that changes things. And I think hopefully that perspective um, brings the capability for all involved to make the best decision for all involved. All right, so you can read Andy Hart at WEEI.com, but what you will not get at WEEI.com is an answer to this question for those of you in particular that are watching on Twitch. Uh -oh. And you could see Andy Hart's face. Did you get hit in the face with a football and instead of your glasses breaking, you got a black <laughs> eye? What is going on? Did you get in a car wreck? <laughs> yeah. No, what? I have good hands. I would have caught the ball. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I was wrestling with my dog on the floor. My dog headbutted me. Dog? Yeah. What kind, kind of dog? dog? Yeah. What kind of dog? <laughs> a, a little golden retriever. A oh, little golden retriever? Those are little. Hold on. Wait a minute. Is it a puppy? How, I have a, how old? You're golden. He's 
almost a year old, but he's definitely the runt of the litter. He's little, but he's got a hard head. He's got a very oh, hard yeah. head. Oh, yeah. You know what it is with Goldens? Because I have one. I love my Golden Retriever more than most people that I know in my life. Yep. Goldens have the little points on their head yeah. where if they get you so in the wrong labs. spot, yep. they'll, they, you, can get, you can get crowned real easy. And it happened, and as soon as it hit, I was like, oh, that's going to leave a mark. And then I woke up the next morning, and indeed, it left a mark. C4A, I thought there was a youth game, mm. and Hart a, a, finally a, went over the line. A ref punched him in the face. And somebody, some ref went, shut up! And I gave him the backhand. I, I, I did have a ref stare me down at Brockton High School yesterday when he was doing a terrible job, and he called a foul, and I go, hey, it works! And he just <laughs> stared me down. <laughs> You got this reputation now. Your poor, oh, yeah. your poor kids. They're the ones that are going to suffer because of this. They're going to take it out on them. They're going to take it out on your kids. Yeah, these hardo refs guys. You know what you should do. Back. You need to infiltrate the whole ref system and become a ref yourself. He is I'm going one, to. That's the plan. Kids, really. Once, kids once my out. kids are out, damn oh, right, I am. You're going to be the worst ref. You're going to be. You're going to be the person that you hate. Why? You will be the ref. You will become the no. person, the ref that you hate. Yeah. No. Can you imagine him, like some other parent, chirping at him the way he chirped at refs? He's going to posture. He's going to like, nope. he's going to mad mug. Oh, yes. No. Yes I'm going to not. Yes. I'm going to hear nothing. Ears are going to be blocked. <laughs> I'll hear nothing. I'm just going to focus on my job and officiate it. the game to the best uh -huh. of my ability. And Andy Hart, more than any other referee in the New England region, would have the greatest set of comeback lines ever. <laughs> yeah. A, he's a writer. Yeah. B, he's been on uh, the other side and been right. cussed out by these guys. Well, don't they? So he could steal all the good lines the refs have Absolutely. rolled out at him over the the years. Absolutely. And there's a ref shortage, isn't there? Yes. Like there's like games that's are being postponed and changed yep. and moved because they don't have enough refs. That's why I'm going to do my part as a okay. human being and help out for the shortage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure you'll be for a, uh, I'm sure you'll be, a, it'll be a charitable endeavor. Yes. Uh, you're going out. Yeah. You'll just, you, forget, just the 30, forget the $35 that I would normally get for refing this Y 30, game. Is it 35 It's got to be no, like 150 a game. Uh, it's not quite 150 but a lot of the JVs and varsities are like, 80 for JV, a buck 10 for, for varsity. Yeah. I'm going to go make some good money and I'm not getting, nope, I'm not responding. I'm just going to, you know, chart the game. Take I want to get game, one of my kids in one of the tournaments that he's calling. <laughs> we should all just it go would actually be and just fun. rip him. And just oh, sit there and heckle the hell do. out of him. He would nope, throw us out, though. Oh, yeah. No, I won't. Right not away, he would. Nope. Not unless you cross a line. Any threats or vulgarities, you crossed a line. Other than that, so oh, if I, I get away with that. So if I wait till fourth quarter to just go bare ass yeah. moon him and then yeah. get thrown out with about three minutes to go. I can yeah. get through I can get by with that. That's yeah. easy. No vulgarity and no threats on your life. Exactly. As easy. long as you don't threaten and there's no vulgarities, you can have your fun. Call me short and stupid <laughs> and stocky and whatever you want. Whatever oh, you uh, want. And by the way, uh, wrapping up on that note, the 413 heart said, Andy Hot sucks. So you <laughs> got my your guy. There's your guy out there in the uh, 413. Hart, uh, thank you, brother. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Later. All right. There goes Andy Hart. He is with us each and every Wednesday.